Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Evan Barsamis with The Gadget Flow. Evan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. So Evan, you guys have experienced some explosive growth. I know back in October, we posted on artofthekickstart.com a blog post about the gadget flow. And I think we had had some stats around six and a half million visits a month and more than 55,000 daily email subscribers. I know you guys have been growing fast. Where are you guys at currently? So we're at about 10 million visits per month. Uh, we reach about 25 million people in total in combination with our apps, both for, I- for iOS and Android. And we're sitting at 165,000 email subscribers. Dude, how have you been growing it so fast? Well, honestly, it's been a great journey so far. Uh, most of the growth has, was uh, organic so far. We haven't done any paid promotions from our side. So it's pretty much word of mouth, uh, a little bit of growth hacking as well, uh, such as giveaways and sign-up tricks and stuff like that. Uh, but I would say pretty much the, the majority of our growth has been organic so far. So I know the majority of our audience knows what the Gadget Flow is because you've been a, a great sponsor for the podcast for a number of years. But please give our audience a brief, a brief description of what the Gadget Flow is. Sure thing. So Gadgetflow is a product discovery platform. We launched back in 2012. Today, we're about 28 people working full-time, growing this company with 200% year-over-year growth rate. What we do is pretty much we curate 12 new products every single day, including weekends and holidays, even New Year's Eve. So the way that it works is pretty straightforward. We curate those products and our users have a couple options. The first one is to click buy now and get redirected into the seller's website. And the second one is to save it to their wish list. On top of that, we have an exclusive deals and discounts section that includes uh, listings from marketplaces like Etsy or, or Kickstarter or Indiegogo, as well as the option to generate your own custom feed based on your favorite categories. So what should someone do if they want to submit their product to the Gadget Flow? It's pretty easy, actually. All we need from the customer side is to submit their preview or live campaign URL through the gadgetflow.com uh, slash submit page. And our editorial team usually takes it from there. We create uh, the product listing. And as soon as you approve it, your, your product will go live within 48 hours on Gadgetflow. And uh, we'll be in promoting it to our community. So how can the Gadgetflow help Kickstarter project creators specifically? So good question. Since 2012, we've worked with more than 6,000 customers. And 4,000 of them are actually crowdfunding campaigns, both from Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Uh, we're officially Indiegogo partners, 
enlisted as, as Kickstarter experts. Uh, we worked with some huge accounts like Bang & Olsen, Amazon, Sony, and Polaroid. But in terms of the crowdfunding campaigns, you know, we have a community of thousands of super backers and people that are like uh, tech enthusiasts and eager to see what's, you know, what's coming out next on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. So what we basically do as Gadgetflow is to take your product and put it in front of them. And that increases your awareness, obviously, and you generate uh, lots of pledges to our platform. So how then can the Gadgetflow help out Kickstarter project backers? Well, vice versa. What we do is that we surface the best uh, products from Kickstarter. We do, obviously, we have like an internal like evaluation process that goes through every single submission, but also organic coverage that we do. It's part of our editorial, it's part of our editorial team, actually. So we, we check for some specific variables on every single product that we feature. First of all, if it's like made with high quality materials, if it's like presentable, has like lifestyle photos and everything. And if it meets those requirements, we usually feature it on Gadgetflow. Uh, the benefit of, you know, being a sponsored product on Gadgetflow is that, you know, through the native advertising that we're doing, because we don't mark these products as sponsored, right? And that's the charm of it. You know, if we think that a product is, you know, built in a, in a really beautiful way and that it makes sense to promote it to our community, we blast it out to our newsletters, our social media channels, our featured section on both, on both our platform and our apps. So there isn't like, you know, a big difference between like a product that we're going to feature organically on our platform and a sponsored product. So pretty much our users don't see the difference. And, you know, from our side, it just makes sense. Got it. What are some of the more popular categories on your site in terms of traffic and submissions? Definitely iPhone accessories, Mac accessories, crowdfunding projects. And in general, like the technology section, I would say is definitely by far the most popular one. Do you know how many crowdfunding campaigns you've backed? Personally, uh, I'm thinking I'm close to 50. <laughs> What's your uh, personal favorite type of product to back? Uh, definitely a hardware product. I'm a, I'm a geek myself, so you know, I'm definitely a sucker for tech products and hardware products in general. You know, it's, it's such a beauty, like being able to see all these latest innovations on Kickstarter.com and Indiegogo as well. Like every week, there's something like breathtaking that is funding over there. And it's just, you know, such an amazing feeling to be able to experience all this new innovation uh, from, from the front seat. Nice. So let's switch gears a bit here. I know we got ahead of ourselves, but let's talk about your experience as an entrepreneur and launching the Gadget Flow. What, what's the backstory there and how did you come up with the idea? So we were three Greek co-founders. We started Gadget Flow in the middle of the economic Greek crisis uh, back in 2012. The idea was actually uh, created based on our you know, personal need, I would say. Uh, we were looking for products online, either for gifts or just for our own use. And we were just finding, you know, product roundups from Engadget and Gizmodo. Or the other uh, option was to just endless scrolling, you know, on Amazon.com, right? Or similar websites. Uh, so we're like, hey, you know, there isn't like one website out there that just features high quality products, but it pre also presents them in pretty much the same way, you know, not just necessarily in, uh, through an in-depth review. So we came up with the idea, we launched it back in August 15th, 2012, and we instantly had, within the first month, about 150,000 visits, which was insane back then. Uh, we didn't even have like a Twitter account back then. So we, we, our primary traffic source was Facebook, 
We obviously started doing um, affiliate marketing in the beginning. We had banner ads and everything. And one of our users back in the day reached out to us and he was like, hey, you know, I want to get in front of your community. You guys are, uh, you guys are great. And, you know, we we're like, sure thing. You know, we, we didn't want to, we, we don't want to charge him in the beginning. And then he was like, no, I want to pay you guys so you can like, you know, get in front of your Facebook account and everything. So we're like, okay, whatever. Let's just charge you $45 for this. Uh, long story short, after two days, uh, he got back to us and he was like, guys, I got, I generated like 40 to one ROI. Let's do it again. <laughs> so that made us thought, uh, think, you know, whether that's like a sustainable business model or not. So we started experimenting with uh, different features back in the day. Our packages were starting at 40, 45, $48, all the way up, all the way up to 40, $145. And, you know, pretty much it worked. Like whenever we pitched Gadgetflow in our business model uh, to conferences, they were like, how are you going to scale this? Well, today we, we generate more than $2 million in revenue. Every year, we have more than 200 customers on a monthly basis, and our packages are starting at $280, and they're going all the way up to $7,000. It's truly impressive, Evan. I know uh, it hasn't been all roses, so what's been the biggest challenge that you guys have faced since launching it? Uh, definitely hiring the right people was my biggest concern, and I guess the biggest pain point so far has been not hiring fast enough. Uh, because, you know, and, and, uh, first of all, we're a self-sustained company, right? We started as a startup, obviously. Uh, we had a couple M&A requests and everything. But, you know, as a business, we were just running our company with our own funding, you know? We haven't, based on our revenue, haven't got any kind of funding. So it was difficult, you know, to decide whether, uh, when it was the right time for you to hire, like, an editor or an author or, you know, your, your front-end or back-end developer, you know? So in the beginning, we pretty much, you know, we were, we were multiple hats. Uh, we were the accountant, the editor, the developer, the designer, and everything in between, which was obviously pretty painful, right? But I, I don't have any, any complaints so far. Like, uh, we decided to hire the right people at the right time. If I could change this one thing, it would have been just to hire them faster, because you have to realize that you can, you can take your company from point A to point B, you know, grow it like 5, 10, 20x. But if you want to scale it really fast, you need to hire the right people as fast as you can. Absolutely. So what are some of those things that you're looking for when you're adding value to your team? Definitely building our culture. We've started paying attention to that about two years ago when we were like just 12, 13 people. Now we're 28 people. So, you know, it matters to be able to connect, not just on a business level with your colleagues, but also on a personal level, like to know, for example, their interests. So what we're doing right now is that, you know, we have multiple Slack channels in which, you know, you can see, for example, recipes from multiple countries because Gadgetflow is not just based in the States, right? Our headquarters are in New York, but we have people from all over the world, pretty much from Singapore, France, Italy, Greece, Canada, and the States. So, you know, it's pretty interesting to share all these values that every city or country has with each other, you know? So when we're hiring someone new, definitely one of the first things that I personally look at is how hungry they are, how hungry to learn, how eager to learn, how humble they are, and whether they want to just stick to the company and scale with us or they're just looking for their next uh, paycheck. No, sound advice. Yeah. I mean, it's scalability and 
maintaining company culture is always difficult once you kind of cross that that mark. I think, you know, the 15 to 20 member mark. And now I think we're at about 75-ish. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's always difficult to maintain that and the relationships with the individuals on that, that personal level. Yes, 100%. So what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone else looking to launch their own media business, for instance? Um, start small. Be able to control your expenses as, as, as much as you can from your side and work definitely two times harder and more than your closer competitor because that's something that we've been doing since day one. Uh, I've been personally working like 14, 14, 15 hours a day because in my mindset, like I know, for example, that my competitor works this 10 or 11 hours, right? So let's just say in a week. I'd be like 20 hours ahead of him, which is almost a day, you know? It's a silly thought, you know, but it makes sense if you think about it. Definitely keep working on your idea and keep releasing, whether that's features or, you know, redesigned versions of your website or your your customers, let's just say, projects. Keep releasing whatever you have as fast as you can. Don't just wait for the perfect timing because there isn't such a thing. Sound advice. Yeah, sometimes you just have to be fast and break things, right? And test and constantly uh, see what the community wants and what your analytics are showing you, right? Exactly. So if you were starting the the gadget flow over from the beginning, what might you do differently? Well, like I said, I would have hired my team much faster. I would be like, right now at this point, I would be like 40 people instead of 28. And uh, definitely pay attention to our customers' needs because that's something that we started paying attention to like two to three years ago and Gadgetflow is like five years old, right? So pay attention to customers' feedback, what they want to see on your product, uh, how they want to experience it, and what kind of feedback they have in general. Solid. So Evan, describe your typical day. I know you're a hustler and you're a long day worker, so give us your typical day. Well, it includes uh, lots of uh, treadmill workouts in early in the morning, lots of cold brew coffee, uh, meditation early in the morning, and starting work as soon as seven thirty, as early as seven thirty in the morning. I usually finish up with my meetings. Well, it depends. If I'm in New York, I finish up with my meetings at around six p.m. If I'm in Greece, at around in around let's just say eight and nine p.m. at night, and then always a good movie or a good dinner follows up. So, what motivates you? Building my own dream, you know? When I was working on someone else's company back in, back in the day, I was like frustrated with the idea of, you know, doing everything I can, waking up early in the morning, commuting for like an hour a day to build someone else's dream, you know? So what motivates me today is that I haven't even felt for the past five years, not even once, the feeling of work, you know, inside me. So that, you know, that's something that I definitely want to keep having as a feeling uh, because I'm doing something that I really enjoy and I'm passionate about. So what's been the most satisfying moment since launching the Gadget Flow? Well, definitely when I hear feedback from our users and testimonials from our customers, you know, that that that's like the world for us. We get so many testimonials on a weekly basis. We even have a dedicated channels. We call it, we call it uh, wall of love. <laughs> and our team gets super excited, you know, as soon as a new testimonial is in. Nice. So what's been your most successful form of marketing for the gadget flow? I would say word of mouth by far, because if your customers are satisfied, 
they're gonna definitely recommend your product to your to their friends, to their colleagues, you know, someone they know, whether that's like a, you know public forum or social media in general. Other than that, growth hacking has helped us a lot, especially during our early days. I remember we're doing like this uh, these giveaways that were generating about a million participant uh, participants back in the day, and that was definitely one of the most successful marketing approaches that we've had as a brand. Nice. So rounding this back out, Evan, what would be your number one piece of advice for someone looking to launch a crowdfunding project? Do a pre-marketing campaign, for sure. That has been the trend for like the past year or so. People that get it and they're looking to raise like more than 100K, they should definitely invest in, uh, in Facebook leads ads, right? They need to generate as many email addresses as they can with, let's just say, minimum would be like 500 to 1,000 and scale that to as, as, as many email addresses as they can. Because that obviously gives them, gives them the advantage of launching on Kickstarter Indiegogo uh, with, already, with already like 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 ready-to-buy customers. Absolutely. Yeah, we're always trying to educate our clients on the importance of building up that pre-campaign email list and build that groundswell of traffic, you know, on launch day. Yep. I feel that's like, uh, you know, I feel that's like 80% of the total preparation that you need to make uh, before you launch your campaign. Absolutely. So what's, what's new for the gadget flow? What do you have on the horizon for us? Oh God, so many features actually. Uh, we're working on, a, on an AR feature utilizing AR kit from Apple. We're going to be releasing something later this year, most probably uh, fall 2017. We're also working on our academy. So we're going to be launching a portal in which we're going to have like interviews with CEOs, entrepreneurs, successful crowdfunders, podcasts, as well as resources in terms of checklists, blog posts, guides, and courses on how to be successful as an entrepreneur, how to grow your business, and how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. So we're definitely busy. On top of that, we have lots of features that we're working on for Gadgetflow. We keep improving it on a weekly basis. We try to you know, release even small versions with bug fixes and improvements. In order to have like a super successful platform, you have to pay attention to your users, like I said. So the only way to do that is to post like frequent updates. Exciting stuff on the horizon, Evan. This gets us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Awesome. Yep. hundred percent. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Uh, so I, I, I actually answered that earlier uh, today. So it's the fact that, you know, I want to build my dream instead of just working on uh, some other person's dream. So if you could have a cold brew coffee with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Definitely Gary Vaynerchuk or Kevin Rose from Dig.com. All right. So what would be your first question for Gary V? Uh, what were they thinking <laughs> as soon as they got the idea for Dig.com? And that's for Kevin and for Gary. How, what was like the incentive behind the fact of leaving like his wine business and starting like a media agency in New York? Who did you look up to when you were growing up? Definitely my grandfather and my father as well. My grandfather was like a super successful uh, businessman and he was the one that taught me like, uh, you know, being humble in the business world in general. He taught me like the business ethics and he had a pretty successful career. What book would you recommend to our audience? Definitely The Onward by Howard Schultz. It's how Starbucks pretty much uh, fought for their life without losing their soul. It's a must. Where do you see the gadget flow in five years? 
definitely one of the main uh, media players in the industry, definitely having his direct competitors, Gizmodo and Engadget, uh, and become the ultimate uh, marketplace for discovering great, cool products. Last question, Evan, what does the future of crowdfunding look like? Well, it will definitely keep growing and become mainstream for businesses to validate new product ideas because it's so much cheaper than just doing their own R&D, right? Indeed. Evan, this has been awesome. Please give our audience your pitch. Tell them what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should be visiting the Gadget Flow every day. So I'm, I'm the founder and CEO of Gadgetflow. I'm an investor and advisor as well, a contributor at Forbes, Inc. and Amex Essentials. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Evan Barr. And I would also like to offer to our listeners today a 20% discount code for our services for any of our plans. Just make sure to use coupon code ATOK20, ATOK20 under a submission page, the Gadgetflow.com slash submit and take 20% off uh, any of our plans. Killer. Evan, thank you so much. Audience, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the show notes, a full transcript, links to everything we talked about today, including the generous coupon code that Evan offered to us today. And of course, thank you to our podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Evan, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Ray. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.